Welcome, you've reached the Brothers Journey Show with your host and navigator, Brother Steve. The Brothers Journey is where we connect brother to brother, seeking wisdom and knowledge on our way to building understanding. Join the journey with Brother Steve. We will have real discussions and thought-provoking interviews on a wide range of topics for the purpose of creating a winning strategy. Together we will work to sharpen our vision and encourage action for our kingdom assignment. Now let's get it. Welcome brothers to the Brothers Journey Show. The signpost for today's episode reads, simply reads, whatever. Now, the topic came by way of a book I'm currently reading entitled The Subtle Art of Not Giving a F. Of course, trying to keep it clean, you know, the simple title, I just came up with whatever just to keep it moving. But as always, I'll start by giving honor to my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, loving wife Rita, and you brothers for traveling along this journey. I thank you for your time and attention. Our scripture reference comes from Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. You know, did you know that it's possible and even biblical to live a carefree life, a life devoid of worry, anxiety, a life of absolute peace and joy in every situation you face? It is possible, but only by faith. You have to believe these two verses that I just read, but them, you know, you have to put them into practice at whatever happens, and then that's where faith kicks in. On my journey into self-discovery, I ran across a book from Mark Mason. The first thing that stuck me was, of course, the title, which reads, The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F. Now, many times, you know, you heard someone say, I don't give a you know, that statement combined with the title of the book did spark my curiosity. So my goal for this episode is to discuss the concept of not caring, or as the title states, you know, basically the title of the episode states, whatever. Of course, I couldn't use the F word, you know, mixed with scripture references and, you know, it'd be somewhat confusing. You know, I confess that one of my biggest challenges has been, and to some regard still is, how easy we can let those words fly. You know, my story goes, one of my great aunts used to babysit me when we lived in New York where I was born, and she thought it was cute to teach me how to cuss. You know, my mom didn't, you know, didn't think she liked her for marrying her favorite nephew, and she wasn't good enough, so she thought she would show how bad of a parent my mom was to have her child be able to just cuss out anybody and anybody on command anybody and everybody on command so you know let's just say i got popped in the mouth quite a bit and quite a few whoopings you know as i struggled to understand why one person praised me for it and the other one didn't but you know i guess it wasn't cute when i went to kindergarten and being able to cuss people out so yes brothers the struggle to tame the tongue continues Galatians 6, 1 through 3 reads, Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of gentleness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Bear one another's burden, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks himself to be something, when he is nothing, he deceives himself. 
But as I know you may be thinking, you know, I'm sounding like I'm talking out both sides of my neck, you know, talking about giving the F, but talking about scripture, you know, but to carry the burdens of some and not give an F is two totally different things. Yes, you're right. I was, I'm saying we should care for one another, help a brother who is struggling with an encouraging word, wise counsel, and even a few dollars if it's going to help him through. But to carry the entire burden for him, now that's the part that I'm talking about. I know in my current line of work, you know, I encounter veterans who feel a sense of entitlement and that I'm supposed to do everything and they just sit back and wait for me to find them a place to live, arrange all the details, arrange for the furniture to be moved, and all they need to do is walk in and sit down. Well, you know, that's not going to happen. We sometimes find ourselves wanting it more than they do. So I've learned to provide the information hold them accountable to complete each task we set as we started our journey. So no, I don't carry that burden for them. And no, I wouldn't say I don't care if they find a home or not, but at the end of the day, it's 99% on them to do the work. I'm just there to coach and cheer them along. When you encounter that brother who is struggling and they reach out to you for help, you must know where the limits are. Sometimes simply loaning a few dollars is a great stopping point. And of course, that person needs to be someone that you know that may be in your circle that would be worthy of them calling you and you're helping. You know, I don't loan money to people that I don't know. If I don't know them, I'm going to call it a gift and keep it moving. The journey into self-discovery, there are many definitions or descriptions for the self-discovery process and many steps in this complicated topic. The simple definition we're going to talk about is self-discovery is the act or process of gaining knowledge or understanding of your abilities, characters, and feelings. Brothers, the thought to not care or to have a whatever attitude or as the title of the book say, to don't give up with that process, with that thought process, you develop an attitude or behavior that you don't sweat the small stuff, you let it roll off your back like water off a duck. Brothers, please know that fame and success will not make you a better person, nor does becoming a better person make you famous and successful. Self-improvement and success often occurs together. Understand that self-improvement and success walks together. Our culture today is obsessively focused on unrealistic positive expectations, you know, to be happier, to be healthier, to be the best, to be the smartest, fastest, richest, sexiest, more popular, more productive, more envy, more admired, and the list goes on and on. But if you really look deeper into all of this self-help stuff, you know, you get your life together type of teaching, the one place it focuses on is the lack or the negative. It focuses on what you lack, on what you perceive your personal shortcomings and failures to already be, and then emphasize those things to you. Think about it, you know, they, they tell you to stand in front of the mirror and repeat affirmations saying that you are beautiful because you feel as though you are not beautiful already. You visualize about being successful because you feel as though you aren't successful enough already. It's like a reminder of what you are not. The world is constantly telling you that the path to a better life is more, more, more. Buy more, own more, make more, be more. 
it seems the goal is for you to attach the superficial and live your life chasing a mirage of happiness and satisfaction. The key to a good life is not caring more about more, it's caring less about things that really don't concern you. It's only what is true, immediate, and important that should get your attention. The human brain has so many capabilities, one of which is not control that can almost drive you or the type of control that can almost drive you crazy. For example, have you faced a situation that caused you anxiety and the thought of being anxious caused you to be more anxious? Or your anger or your anger problem, for instance, gets the best of you and you know and you know how you lose control and now you're mad at yourself for allowing that person to have the control over you and causing you to act out. You may walk away mad at yourself or for being angry. Have you ever worried about how much you worry? The list is quite scary when you look and the fact that you have a long scary list can cause you to become scared at the list of things that make you feel some kind of way which is scary. So it's really a coping mechanism that we have. Do you believe the desire to be more positive experience is itself a negative experience? And at the same time, the acceptance of your negative experience is in itself a positive experience. The backward law states, the more you pursue feeling better at all the time, the less satisfied you become as pursuing something only reinforce the fact that you lack it in the first place. In other words, you want to be rich. The more you think about being rich, the more poor and unworthy you feel, regardless of how much money you have. The backward law is a principle that was articulated by Alan Watts who said, if you want to change the world, start with making your bed. How does this work? Well, the basic idea of the backward law is that if you start at the end and you have, and then you have everything necessary to get there. This may seem odd and, and kind of an you know, odd statement at first, but when you think about it, it makes total sense. The goal of this episode is to explain how thinking in reverse can help improve your life and make your emotions healthy. I can remember hearing uh, the verse or the song say you're going to run on and see what the end going to be. And I've always thought about, you know, finding that end goal and working backwards. The following are the 10 backward laws. I'll briefly hit 10 and I highly recommend you pick up that book by Alan Watts and really get a deeper understanding. Number one of the 10, control. You will feel more powerless the more you try to control your feelings and impulses. Two, freedom. In a number of ways, your constant desire to be more free ironically limits you. Happiness, you become less happy when you try to be happy. Security, trying to make yourself feel as safe as possible only adds to your sense of insecurity. Number five, love. The more you try to make others love and accept you, the less they will, and more importantly, the less love and acceptance you will have for yourself. Number six, respect. The more you expect others to respect you, the less they will respect you. The more you respect others, the more you will be respected. Number seven, trust. The more you try to persuade people to believe in you, the less likely they are to do so. The more you put your trust in others, the more they will put their trust in you. Eight is confidence. 
you will create more insecurity and anxiety the more you try to feel confident. Nine is change. The more desperately you desire to change yourself, the more you will always feel inadequate. And number 10, meaning. You will become more self-obsessed and shallow as you seek a deeper meaning or purpose for your life. The more you pursue feeling better all the time, the less satisfied you become. And pursuing something only reinforces the fact that you lack it in the first place. And that's a quote by Alan Watts. It is possible that pursuing the positive is a negative, then pursuing the negative generates the positive. Now I believe that suffering through your fears and anxiety is what allows you to build courage and perseverance. The avoidance of a struggle is a struggle. The denial of failure is a failure. Hiding what is shameful is itself a form of shame. You know, pain is a complicated thread in the fabric of life. If you try to tear it out, it's not only impossible, but destructive. Attempting to tear out the pain also unravels everything that comes that is attached to it. I believe we have to be compassionate about certain things in life, such as, you know, safety for the children and feeding the poor and, of course, spreading the good news of the gospel. But to get bogged down in trying to be something that will make you miserable is definitely not worth the struggle. You know, if you're traveling this journey of life as a man of color, you know, and I'll use the baseball analogy here, you know, you come up to the plate already with one strike. It seems we always face, you know, the best pitcher and the score is never fair. What do you do when the pitcher, the catcher, and the umpire are all against you? Well, I suggest you practice your batting and make sure you don't get behind the count. And when they make a mistake and throw one over the plate, you got to knock it out the park. My brothers, this is my first episode on self-discovery and the whole art of not giving a care. The bottom line is finding within yourself, you know, to walk in the theme of the serenity prayer, which reads, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. All right, my brothers, we're going to bring this episode to a close. We will continue the journey forward and hang on for the ride to the next level. In closing, I want to encourage you to stay tuned to yourself, your loved ones, and especially God. This is Brother Steve encouraging you to ask for wisdom, seek knowledge, and build understanding. Thank you for your time and attention. Until next time, peace. Thank you for listening to the Brother's Journey Show with your host and navigator, Brother Steve. I hope you were inspired and encouraged to put in the work for next level living. Stay tuned for the next episode where we will continue the journey. Tell your homeboys to join the journey to the next level. Until next time, peace, love, and blessings. Brother Steve.